This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As a man, what we mostly do, man, is we come in and we keep trying to make ourselves fit. Yeah. And the problem is, is that we don't always fit. So then when we try to keep fitting, we actually end up either bursting the seams or we end up bursting ourselves. It's awesome that you want to be a fix-it or Mr. Fix-It, dude, but you can't fix everything. Maybe you don't have the tools, and that's okay because there's another person out there who does. That's Milton Spence III, life coach and soon-to-be doctor in psychology. My guest this week for Mental Health Monday. Let's roll. This is a good one. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but not always the substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. What up and welcome to another Rigs Off the Radio podcast. It's Mental Health Monday where I keep the men in mental health. And here lately, I've been finding men to have open and honest conversations about mental health, and feelings and emotions, all that stuff that men should be talking about but normally don't. And I found this week's guest on TikTok. But Milton Spence III is more than your average TikTok content creator. And he's also a life coach. Very well-rounded, hence the name of his business, Well-Rounded Consulting. He's got a background in psychology and counseling, and he's working on his doctorate in psychology. He's gained a textbook knowledge of the mind and works with individuals and businesses to manifest their own destiny. And he's got a fascinating life perspective that we'll find out about for this week's episode. The first interesting thing that I learned about Milton is that you used to play football. Is this true? I did. Who did you play football for? Well, in college, I ended up going to an HBCU, okay. Albany State University. Yeah. Um, high school, uh, McDon- well, it was in McDonough, excuse me, it's called Eagles Landing High School. Yeah. Played a little bit at Riverdale. Well, I played at Riverdale my ninth my freshman year, and then um, 10th through 12th was at Eagles Landing. We had a full ride to Albany State, and I went to the Combine in 09 and uh, tried out for a couple of NFL teams. Really? Here and there, man. And yeah, yeah. You went to Indianapolis to, what was it, what is it Lucas Oil then? Or was Lucas it in? Oil, that's right. Nice. Beautiful stadium, man. Yeah, such a cool stadium. That's a cool, it's a good sports town. I like Indy for that. So now your thing is you do consulting and life coaching. Is this something you do for like individuals or you do this for business or is it is it kind of a new venture for you? Well, mostly I do it for individuals. Okay. Um, I do do consulting for businesses. 
Uh, but life coaching as the life coaching aspect is for individuals for sure. Okay. Yeah. So like I'm going to notice on the story on your website, you said that when you were younger, you were kind of talking about how I think a lot of us did this, how we're always seeking approval from other people. And we're like, we're looking for validation constantly. And I think that even starts when we're kids, but I think it can be something that sticks with you. So we do this a lot as men and as, you know, I think as humans in general, but what exactly got you out of that mindset when you were younger? Well, when you're playing sports pretty much all your life, you, you start to understand something, right? The crowd is cheering for you when you're doing well and they're booing you when you're doing you know, not so well. Right. In a second. Yeah. So you have to learn how to keep your resolve because there's been many games where maybe I wasn't playing so well or we weren't playing so well. First and second quarter, you go in for halftime, you come back out and, and, and maybe you turn it around and you win. And you notice how the crowd acts as if if you win in the end, they were always there for you. Yeah. The entire time. They never gave up. But the truth of the matter is they did. You know, yeah. and so you have to deal with that reality and come to understanding, like no matter what the crowd says, no matter what they say, it matters what I'm saying to myself. It matters if I believe that we can win. It, it matters if I believe that I can do better. That's what matters. It doesn't matter what the crowd says. So from there, I started to understand why it's important to have self-validation within self and not from others. So and plus my grandmother being, being raised, my grandmother and mother always taught me to be a straight shooter. Yeah. They always taught me to be honest and open with everybody. But one thing that I learned growing was to be more honest and open with myself. And I learned I can't be honest with others if I'm not honest with myself first. So is this kind of an approach that you would give to your clients when you start talking to them, kind of kind of using a sports analogy? Not necessarily. It depends on the client. Okay. You know, not everybody can relate to sports. Right. Uh, some people relate to religion a lot more. Some people relate to childhood or whatever it is. I try my best to get to learn them as a person. And then we go into dissecting and breaking them down in a sense where we're trying to pull out, right? Get to the root of whatever it is that we're coaching on or whatever it is we're trying to bring them to. Yeah. So that way we change it from the root and not just on the surface of things. Now I talk a lot to, I like to have conversations with men on my podcast. I capitalize the men and mental health because I think that men are, sometimes we can be the worst at dealing with our emotions and our feelings because we like to hold things in and we're always fine. We're always, we got this. We can handle it all on our own. Mm -hmm. we're, we, we don't want to ask for directions. We don't want to look at the instruction booklet. We want to do it on our own to be like, you know, I'm the man, I'm the macho guy, right? So why do you think right. men, especially black men too, are so reluctant to what's holding us back from showing our emotions? Like in your opinion, what do you think it is that's holding us back as men from just being more open about things? I think what happens is in a, in a more general terms, obviously it's an it's environment, you know, so what we're raised in. Um, basically, it depends, you know, so most a majority of black men are raised with a stereotype that is built into our heads of how we're supposed to be, because the black male that gets the attention is the one who is more macho, the one who gets uh, screamed at by the ladies, which is mostly what it is. You know, it's the more macho gentleman. It's the guy who is a little bit more tough and hard and you don't necessarily see emotions from him. So cognitively the mind processes so much so fast to the point where next thing you know in your subconscious you built up the type of man that you want to be just from someone else it takes the man to really stop for a second and say okay is that who i want to be you know am i actually that gentleman or you know who exactly am i so in understanding who you are more so um as you go you start to depict a reality 
that is not false, right? Yeah. If you're real with yourself. Yeah. But the the truth of the matter is, man, that amongst most men, especially in a, in America, uh, which is a thing. So I, I you know, I, I know for a fact, you know, I'm a black male, but I'm also an American male. Yeah. So in America, we have a stipulation of what manhood is. You know, we have a stipulation of what it looks like. We have a stipulation no matter the race. Right. So we have a stipulation on how that's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now, the added race factor is now I have to be even more of a man as a black man yeah. <laughs> in a sense. Right. It's, it sounds foolish, but I have to be even more of a man because of the fact a, a white man, you know, is is all he's automatically ahead of me. So I have to show him that I'm more manly than him, which is a microcosm of, of mess, man. And it really just causes division. And it actually causes men to never really get in tune with who they are in the first place. So I just decided personally to devoid myself of all of that mess and just talk to Milton and find out who and what he is. Because I've realized that no matter what, if I am a man, I don't have to try to be a man. I don't have to follow a rule book of being a man. And it's like if you're a man, then you automatically have good morals. Right. So that's being a great human being. You know, uh, what makes me a man is my genitalia, not necessarily just, oh, you know, how I was raised. I could have been raised like a piece of crap, but I could still have great moral ground because of the fact I could realize that I don't align with that naturally. You know, something in there just isn't isn't right. But it is it's a self work, man. It's really deep. It gets really deep. Yeah, it does. Have you struggled yourself with mental yeah. health issues like depression, anxiety, anything with that? Yeah, so I've dealt with depression, and, and it's been one of those things, man, where I can honestly say that the reason I dealt with depression is because for so long in my life, and it ties into exactly what we were just talking about, for so long in my life, I was chasing after this guy. I was 17 years old, and you know, one day I woke up, and I just didn't feel I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't, I don't know what was going on. Later on in life, I realized what was going on with me. But I didn't know what was happening with me at that moment. I woke up that day and I just didn't feel. I laid down on the floor the entire day, man. And I just couldn't bring myself out of whatever it is I was in. Yeah. But as I laid on the floor, it was an odd experience that, that happened to me that when I laid there... I begin to, in a sense, self-actualize. Okay. And I begin to come into understanding why I'm laying on this floor. Okay. I'm seeing, um, man, you're trying to, you're trying too hard at, you know, being a, a good boyfriend. You know, I had a girlfriend at the time, and you know, she's got my head all wrapped up, and or you're struggling too hard. I mean, you're trying too hard to be, you know, like your teammates, you know, because my father passed when I was eight years old. Yeah. So I, I'm struggling. I'm trying to find out who Milton is. Most of the time, people who struggle with depression, if they don't check it, it can become a chemical imbalance for sure. But the thing is, normally your body is trying to tell you, your mind is trying to tell you to rest, to go away from what you're doing to rest. Your body's trying to talk to you. 17. I was 17 years old, man, and I was laying there on the ground as a 17-year-old kid yeah. on social media today, self-identity, what everybody else says it is. They come at us because of the fact they want us to accept them 
right? They want us to, to, to just go along with what they're doing yeah. instead of taking the time to rest, taking the time to get in tune with who they are. And I think if we all would do that, take time to get in tune with who we are, mental health in a sense, in a spiritual sense for sure, wouldn't be so rampant because it is becoming more of a commonality mm-hmm. than it is an anomaly. And that is dangerous in itself. Did your parents ever talk to you about mental health growing up? Like, I know you said you lost your father at a younger age. Did anybody anybody ever address the idea of mental health with you at a younger age? Yeah, they didn't know what it was. You know, most people don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> so they didn't really talk to me about mental health. It was more so, I'm a preacher's kid. So yeah. we'll get that out there. I'm a preacher's kid. My father was a preacher. Yeah. All right, so they didn't know what mental health was. They know what it is on a spiritual level as far as like what you're struggling with. You know, if you have any type of spirituality, they understand that aspect. But to understand what to call it, no, you know. Uh, but what what I've witnessed in my life, right, is people who have mental trauma. Okay, whether it be from childhood, whether it be from adulthood, and I've watched my mother counsel people. You know, obviously, she doesn't have a license or anything to counsel, but I've watched her counsel people through situations, and that in itself taught me or showed me, wow, you know, um, it can be done, number one. But number two, you know, you don't have to be some kind of doctor to understand the human, you know, because if you're interacting with self a lot, you're interacting with other people a lot, you start to pretty much understand us in a sense. You, obviously, we're so dynamic as people, you don't understand us all the way, but the fact is, like, if you're watching her do this and she did this on a practical level, even though my mother was a super spiritual woman, she would come to people practically and talk to them, you know, right where they are and not try to, you know, um, throw anything in their face. Jesus, God, her beliefs. She talks to them right where they were, you know, yeah. in a sense where she talks to them in parables versus just saying trying to, you know, Bible thump them and hit them in the head. And just to watch her do that it was fascinating. Yeah. Right. Because many people will come to her for advice. So because of that, it actually, you know, undergirded me into what I'm doing now. Nice. So what you're doing now is this. How do you stay motivated and focused to do what you're doing now? Because now you've started your own consulting business. You're pretty much a life coach now. How do you stay focused yeah. and motivated to help people now? What's your motivation for this? I love it. I love it. I love to see people do better. I love to see people get better because I've been in some very dark places myself. I understand what it's like to not have a coach in life, and I understand what it is to have a coach because I've played sports ever since I was four years old. Uh So I understand what it is to have a guide. I understand what it is to have somebody who's overbearing and to have somebody who's not so much there. I totally understand it. Right. And I'm still learning. And honestly, the way I got into this, man, was I had a vision one day that this is what I was supposed to be doing. And after I had that vision, I went straight to it. Now, some days, to be totally honest, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you. None of us do, man. A lot of us have the same thing. Yeah. We get up. We're like, what am I going to do? What am I doing with life today? And I think that's okay. Exactly. As long as you get your bearings and you refocus yourself. Yeah, and I I literally have no idea what I'm doing, but, you know, for me, I pray, and I hand it over, you know, my beliefs, I hand it over to God, and I allow him to help me, Yeah. right, because I know I don't have it all figured out, 
Okay, uh, I, I won't ever have it all figured out. But one thing I do do, man, regardless of where I'm at, I put my best foot forward in almost everything that I do. Some things I am still slacking on, and that is me talking to Milton and getting himself in order, and basically, and also allowing myself to be coached. You got what I'm saying? To yeah. be helped. Yeah. I think you know, we should all be so open. We should all be open to more coaching as men, because I think we we are reluctant to take someone else's advice and opinion, because again, we want to do it on our own. But there's something to be said for reaching yeah. out to help and taking advice. The strongest thing I've ever the realization I came to one day I was I was it was some random day I think I was at the beach or something and I was just watching people and I realized something I said man if everybody on the beach. Right, just us on the beach. It probably I don't know how many thousands of people it was out there. It was a crowded day. Yeah. But I thought about it and I said, if everybody would help everybody on this beach, this world would be awesome. Yeah. And if we could take that and keep spreading that, man, I'm like people are here to serve a purpose, obviously. Right? You know, whatever that person's purpose is in my life, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And I want to be that in there. So what I do is just make myself completely open to others and I make myself completely open so that I can be that. And I also know when I'm not supposed to be in someone's life as well. Right. As a man, what we mostly do, man, is we come in and we keep trying to make ourselves fit. And the problem is, is that we don't always fit. So then when we try to keep fitting, we actually end up either bursting the seams or we end up bursting ourselves. Right. Yeah. So it's it's literally not a good thing to do. It's it's awesome that you want to be a fix it or Mr. Fix it, dude, but you can't fix everything. Maybe you don't have the tools and that's OK because there's another person out there who does. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of having human beings as human beings. Technically, man, if you look at it, if we go through something catastrophic, we all of a sudden we become one organism. Yeah. In a flash of a moment, we become one. And that's because we're all the same in one moving part, man. We're one people. We're human. Yeah. That's what counts. You know? That's what counts. Yeah. So it sounds like you've kind of manifested your own destiny with what you're doing now with life. How do you get people that you speak to to kind of manifest their own destiny? What's what's some advice that you can give to somebody? What does that even mean, manifesting your own destiny, like in your, in your definition? So just like... Okay, I'll give a a direct answer. If you have a vision of something that you really want to do or something that you see, and if you don't have a vision, I would say, you know, that's where the work needs to begin. Yeah. But if you see something that is that is highly unlikely, realistic, that is a big dream. That is something that you can't understand. That is something that is like, wow, that's way too big for me. That's what you run after. That's what you go for because of the fact that is your destiny pulling at you a lot of things that we do we push ourselves to do it's a difference when it pulls you to it so I don't believe that I've manifested my destiny in a sense I believe that I am manifesting the journey and I am constantly walking in the journey I don't believe there's an end to it until my time is done until I know for a fact that I'm finished Right. Yeah. So as far as the destiny is concerned, as far as how Milton is operating in his life, I am trying. I'm talking about myself in the third person, but he (laughs) is trying his best to really just do his best each and every day of going after that vision and going after the new visions that I continue to see. Right. Yeah. Or the things that continue to pull at me. I try to go to them. I understand when I'm going towards something and I'm not supposed to or when something's pulling at me that I need to do, such as. Um, I used to work out heavy all the time. 
all the time and yeah. I worked out a lot and I got pulled away from it because I started pushing myself into areas that I didn't belong yeah. and my health started to decline right because I was doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to do but I was always anxious I was always antsy and I was always aggressive about things and I realized I was trying way too hard to be again be something that I was not at this age Right. Yeah. So then I decided to slow down, stop and realize what is pulling at me. And as I began to go towards what was pulling at me, my health started to increase. I started to go back to the gym and work out and do things that I really love to do. Sounds like a lot of it is self-awareness is what you're saying. Very much so, man. So much Mm self-awareness that we need. Now, I wanted to talk about your TikTok. I had met I had come across you on TikTok, which is Mm -hmm. mostly people that know it as like goofy stuff, people doing dances, people doing the parodies, people making fun of one another. But yours, I, I, I came across one of yours that showed up on my FYP, and mm-hmm. you take a departure from the entire humor side of things, and you do a more dramatic side of, of life. Right. Now, what is your vision for that? Like, is that kind of an outlet for you? Is it a release for you? Walk me through like where your head goes with that, because I think it's it's just an interesting take. You almost do like real-life situations and scenarios. Well, when I first started, I did comedy. Yeah. Because I like to have fun. Yeah. Right? I love to have fun. But all my comedy was from me. It was not just like it is now. Everything I do is, is straight from the head. Yeah. The reason I'm doing that is because of the fact I really like to create. And what I realized is that on TikTok, it will actually put people in a box again. So just like the FYP page, right? Yeah. Let's just say if I didn't pop up on your FYP, you know, obviously, if you're not following me already, if I if I don't pop up, if you don't pop up on mine, we would never see each other. Right. We would yeah. never interact. We wouldn't know who's out there, what's going on. Yeah. But once we interact with each other, it's like, OK, cool. Maybe this person actually is for me in a sense. Right. Yeah. But if I only do comedy and I never show you anything else, how do you know who this person is that you're interacting with in the first place? Yeah. And, you know, they can, you know, I, I've I looked at it and I and I think I've come to this conclusion because I, I do a lot of scrolling on my following page of people that I follow. And I try my best to support everyone who likes and comments on my things. Right. So sure. I try my best to make myself make my way around. It is very tough. But nevertheless, as I make my way around, I realize that people have put themselves in a box. I realize that people do what TikTok says to do versus doing exactly what they want to do. Right. So, so many people have come in my inbox and let me know, man, I would love to do some of the things that you do. But, you know, I don't think it would flop and all of this kind of stuff because they're worried about the metrics. They're worried about posting two or three times a day and they're not worried about being unique. They're not worried about just being true to themselves and screw the numbers. The fact is, do you go and you post something and you're you're excited about it? Are you happy about what you've posted? Do you like it? Because I'll tell you the truth. When I was posting things that I didn't want to post, I was posting it to appease, you know, the algorithm and appease the people who follow me instead of doing what I wanted to do. Yeah, I think doing what you want to do is made you much more successful at what you do do because it's from the heart right. and it's not you're not trying to fit into a box. You're making your own box. That's right. And I think if everybody would get in tune and making their own box and understand that it's OK to have your own box because you can also make room for others. 
you know, to come in and say, hey, you know, you don't have to do what I'm doing, but we can commune on this and I can talk to you about it or we can collaborate. We can put boxes together for a second and then we separate. I think that's what makes being an individual beautiful. And but I think, I've noticed. Yeah, that's kind of what you and I have done right here because I think you and I have different content. I'm a little more comedic and a little more lighthearted. You're more serious, but we connected. I noticed you were making some comments on mine. I'd made a comment on yours, and I was like, wow, this is somebody that is genuinely engaging and does his own thing, and I wanted to reach out and have a conversation with you. I thought this was better than doing a TikTok collaboration. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather, <laughs> right. put, you on, I'd rather put you on my podcast because you seem like a – plus your background with psychology and philosophy, and now aren't you going back to school for a master's now? No, I'm in school for my PhD, actually, for, PhD. for psychology. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to mm-hmm. be Dr. Milton Spence soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going for, too. Hopefully I can one day awesome, be Dr. Man. Riggs, man. I think we need, we need a lot more men in our field that can you know, talk about emotions and mental health. And it's going to be very much more needed, especially in the future after the pandemic starts to subside. Um, yes, sir. Do you feel like the TikTok is kind of a release for you? Is that kind of like a, a form of your self-care, you think? I think a form of my self-care is writing. That's the part of me that not, I don't share with a lot of people. I keep that very close to my heart. Okay. I love to write. I love it. Journaling? I write poetry. Or, okay, go ahead. And I write poetry. I'm currently working on a book. And I just love to write, man. Yeah. I, I do. I found a passion for it um, when I turned about 27. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, I just really like to write. I, I get into a zone. I turn on some classical music or whatever I might want to listen to. And yeah. I, I write, man. I free myself through that. TikTok, the video expression, is doing. I've been doing that for a very long time. I just never had a TikTok. You yeah. know, um, I've made little short films. I've starred in little films and things of that nature as well. And I've just done little things like that, you know, here and there. Um, I've been on radio before. I've done a lot of different things. I, and I believe TikTok is just, you know, another platform that I get a chance to put my my, my quote unquote stuff out there. Yeah. Now, mind you, I do go on the serious route. That's because what I want people to see um, the truth is that, hey, look, you guys have enough comedians on TikTok. Yeah. You don't need another one, right? Yeah. And, you know, some people, most most people follow me from the comedy. You know, most people have followed me from comedy yeah. because of the fact, you know, the stuff that we would make or whatever or stuff that I would make. Um, I also did a serious thing back in the day. And what I noticed was this. When I was posting comedy, right, I created a series. It's called The Boss. And when I would post the episodes, it wouldn't get traction from people but if I posted a very comedic video right after it get a lot of traction a lot of comments and stuff and people laughing their behind off but when I posted my more serious things it was you know boom so what I decided to do was I started to tailor off the comedy and I started to post more of me talking and just to show people like whoa whoa he has something to say he's not just a a a dude who's up here to make, make me laugh He's actually talking, whether it be controversial or whether it just be something I'm talking about. Right. Then it turned into where I started telling people and I made a post um, telling everyone and I was reintroducing myself to everyone. Um, Those who saw it, saw it. And those who did not, did not. But the fact is, I made the post because it's on my page now. And if people scroll, they'll see, Okay, okay, this is where it started. (laughs) This is where his flip, uh, his his switch flipped. Yeah. And he basically started doing his own thing because, like I said, um, I've when I first got on TikTok, it seemed like everybody was chasing uh, the top. You know, to, I got to get a, a lot of followers. I got to get followers, and I was just like, "Wow!" You know, I've never been that guy. You know, I don't ask people to follow me. Yeah. Um, I don't. You know, but the 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 truth is, when I don't ask people to follow me, they follow. 
uh, you know, I can't make them. And I don't, I, I, I enjoy just putting out what I really like to put out, man. And I would rather have just, somebody. That's just honest to that. I'd rather have somebody follow me because they genuinely want to, not because I want, hey, hit exactly. that, smash that follow button, hit that like button. Yeah. Like, that's, hit the like button, man. Right? Yeah. That's like having your grandma say you're good at the trumpet, you know? Of course she's going to say you're good at the trumpet. She's your <laughs> <Right>. grandma. <laughs> And, and then I, when she turns around, she's like, oh, wow, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, before I let you go, um, I do ask, I ask everybody the same question at the end, and I sent you a list of the questions, so maybe you've had time to prepare, maybe you haven't, but it throws a lot of people for a loop. What was the last nice thing that you did for yourself? And it doesn't have to be something you spent money on. It could be a boundary that you set. It could have been going for a walk, but something that you did just for Milton. What's the last nice thing you did for yourself? It was actually the other day. I went down to the beach. I sat down on the wall out there, and I turned off my phone. I um, turned off my iPad because, you know, I do a lot of work mobily. And I just turned everything off, man. I sat there, and I just watched the water. It was the the best thing I've done in a very long time. I just watched the water, man, I, and I just allowed it to take my mind wherever it was going to take it, bro. I love that. Honest to God. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do. Just turn mm-hmm. every turn off the outside world and unplug and just it's almost like it's meditative. It's very cathartic, good for your mind. Milton Spence, you can find yep, him on TikTok. It tic- was just good to rebalance, man. Yeah, right. You can find Milton on TikTok. M I L T W R N D is your hat your handle on uh, TikTok. I'll put the um, the link to your website in the description of this podcast as well so people can uh, hook up with you. Um, thank you a lot for your time today. I know um, you're you're a busy dude and I appreciate the work you do and I appreciate your time and Keep me posted on the um, the doctorate, man. That's going to be awesome once you get that PhD. We'll race to the PhD. Yeah, you'll see a TikTok on it. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I hope so. Thank you, man. I, and I'll tell you personally as well. I appreciate you for allowing me to come on, brother. I really do. Thank you again to Milton Spence III, my guest this week. You can find him online at wellroundedconsulting.com. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thanks for checking out another Rigs Off the Radio podcast. It's a Mental Health Monday. Enjoy the rest of your day, your afternoon, your weekend, your night, your bathroom time, whatever it is you happen to be doing. Remember to make good life decisions.